Seltzer Kings podcasts. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Switch places for Boxing Day? No, Gavin. First of all, we don't do that in America. Second of all, they don't switch places in England. And third of all, I don't like you. Ass. The following podcast contains... Tobacco, swear words, and... Yes, alcohol. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. You actually thought I'd do a content-heavy, research-intensive show the week of Christmas? <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is episode number 390, A Boxing Day Miracle. The miracle being you're getting a new show at all. So uh, let's do our year-end roundup of all the stupid and horrible, pointless things that happened in 2022. Pour yourself a stiff drink, you're going to need it. The What the Hell We Thinking podcast is brought to you by the year 2023. It wants you to know you probably shouldn't get your hopes up. As the new year approaches, it's natural for people to think that with a fresh new start, a world and a world of potential before you in the months to come, surely this year will be better. 2023 wants you to lower your expectations because in the best case scenario, it'll just be more of the same shit that happened last year. Every year, people come into the new year thinking this will be their year. This will be the year they get their shit together and the world as well. And 2023 is here to remind you that you say this every year and 2023 isn't here for it. 2023, you're at 11 right now and with this hope shit and honestly, we need you to be more like a three, maybe a two. Well, I predict that the world will end at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. Well, they couldn't get to you until after the new year. Well, just don't go in there. The season of evil begins with the birth of the new year. Here's something off the request line from Liberty Island. We gotta squeeze some New Year's juice from you, Big Apple. Happy New Year. Stay fit, keep sharp, make good decisions. Happy New Year! He's Beagle! You are like the buzzing of flies to him! Oh, Johnny, did you back the wrong horse? You hose him, please. Hose him. Well, here we are. It's <clears throat> Boxing Day. Which is not something we do here in the good old U.S. of America. Which is strange, because we are alone among the formal colonies of the world's greatest colonizer and is not celebrating the day. Most Americans have at least heard of Boxing Day, but no one really seems to know what it is. I mean, I only knew about it from that MASH episode that I saw when I was a kid. Boxing Day? Who's fighting? Absolutely no one. The Klinger in England, a country of which you may or may not have heard, the day after Christmas called Boxing Day. It's the custom for the masters and the servants of the manor to trade places. 
Which turns out entirely wrong. TV lied, man. The lords and peasants didn't switch places. I mean, at best, the lords stopped actively urinating on peasants just for funsies. And all this not pissing on peasants eventually evolved into rich people giving poor people some small pittance of money or food in hopes the poor wouldn't wake up, realize how badly they were being fucked by the rich, and kill them all with their dunk-smeared pitchforks. That's capitalism, baby. In these enlightened end-stage capitalism days, even this small pittance has been replaced with bank holidays and doorbuster deals at the old wall of March. Here in the States, the day after Christmas, well, we, we, we just call it Ben Foles Day. It's the traditional day of the year that Herschel Walker takes all the women he's, whose abortions he's paid for, for to Applebee's for a nice lunch from the endless apps menu. 6 a.m. day after Christmas, I throw some clothes on in the it also marks the beginning of the lost week, the window of time between Christmas and New Year's Day where no one even pretends like they're actually going to get anything done. It's the quiet quitting of the work year, which is why we chose this week to phone in our annual year in review show. Thanks, I guess. It's our one time a year where we turn our backs on nostalgia and talk about the things that happened this year that some future Metaverse pod host will use for content in their mind-to-mind broadcast shows in 50 years. Okay, total optimist. Fair point. I mean, the way things are going, (laughs) there's an equally, if not slightly, more likely chance that the Remember Man of the tribe will regale children of Clan Kardashian by the light of the fires as they sift through the ruins of a bombed-out Apple store. Either way, this is the What the Hell Are You Thinking year in review for 2022. January opened with a much-needed hit of optimism when China, France, Russia, the United States, and the United Kingdom... All five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council issued a rare joint statement affirming that a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. Logical. Keep in mind, during this little love fest, at least one member of the five was actively planning on doing something that continues to drag the world closer to nuclear war every goddamn day. But look, I I don't want to get ahead of myself. Jesus, talk about foreshadowing. It also gave us a giant breakthrough in medicine when doctors in Baltimore transplanted the heart from a pig into a living human being. Why would anyone do that? Well, they had this pig heart lying around, and I guess they decided to be ashamed for it to go to waste, and they put it in some dude. I mean, it, it, wasn't a, it was a special pig heart. They had to just go gut Arnold Ziffel and shove his heart into the dude. I mean, he was totally going to die anyway, so they figured, why not give dude a pig heart? And he lived! Admittedly, he grunted rather more than he did before, and he did escape once to root through the trash behind an olive garden, but he did live with the big heart. But alas, it was, uh... It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. And he died in March. In February, the Winter Games kicked off in Beijing, China. Which is great, I guess. The Winter Games, featuring such winter-related sports such as ice hockey and uh, that thing they do with the brooms in Canada... There's lugeing, which is just basically some lubed up dildo shooting down an icy butthole. And of course, downhill skiing, which involves sliding on sticks down the side of a mountain. But you know what Beijing doesn't have? Mountains. Usually when that happens, they just go to some nearby mountains, but not in this case. No, 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 no. That would be too, too simple. China just built some big towers, sprayed them with fake snow, and told everyone... It's basically the same thing. 
Yeah, I mean, but it totally wasn't. Oh, and remember how I was foreshadowing just a minute or so ago? Well, here's the payoff. This was also the month that Russia decided that... Uh, the Ukraine is weak. And the fucking around part of the new war began. Russia also just as quickly entered the finding out part of the new war when Ukraine said... I come from Ukraine. You're not say Ukraine weak. And did some genuine hero shit and turned the entire nation into a big old fucking sausage grinder for Russia to stick their dick inside. And all Russia really has to do to stop grinding his dick and said sausage grinder is to, you know, to stop turning the handle and pull it out. But today, Russia's still cranking that sausage grinder handle. For most of March, the world is fixated on the war in Ukraine. And terms like St. Javelin and the Ghost of Kiev began to dominate social media as everyone started slapping Ukrainian flags on their twiddle handles. Or at least what they thought was Ukrainian flags. Just the right shade of blue. All jokes aside, the people of Ukraine heroically stood up to what was supposed to be an unstoppable killing machine that was the Russian army. And they continued to pay a heavy price to, but, uh, you gotta be honest, Russia's army, it's, uh... Very unimpressive. I mean, it's like the national equivalent of really, of our really fat rednecks and tactical gear that's holding on for dear life because these fucking dudes are clocking in at around 380 or 400 pounds and they wheeze so bad when they walk, they sound like the little engine that's just going to stroke out any second now. Are you going to be okay? No, they, they, they really won't be. Also, the rest of the world slapped so many sanctions on Russia that even by Russian standards, shit's bad. I mean, forget standing in line for toilet paper. They're standing in line for vodka. And what's even more impressive is how the world did this for even when it slightly inconvenienced them by, you know, slightly not having massive supplies of Russian goods like vodka or the natural gas to heat their homes this winter. So hats off to Ukraine for being super brave and resistant. And hats off to Europe for finally learning to do with slightly less for about a year. We probably shouldn't get used to that, though. In April, we turn our focus back to the United States when the first black woman is nominated to the Supreme Court. Finally. Unlike the first black man appointed to the Supreme Court, she didn't even sexually harass anyone with a pube-laden Diet Coke can or anything. So, hey, here's the progress. Here in New York City, some asshat that decided it was time to shoot up a fucking subway train, and naturally, he did it during the day, morning rush hour. You know, some fucker comes in from out of town, pops a smoke grenade, and starts shooting up a goddamn train. Yeah, tourists. You know, we have enough of our own shit to deal with in the city without people coming from out of town and laying their problems on us. I mean, dude, you rented your fucking van in Philly. Do that shit on a SEPTA train. Anyway, some people were shot, but no one died, and the dude just got clean away, and he was on the run for a couple of days until a bystander saw him outside of McDonald's on the Lower East Side, right outside my favorite bar in the city. Really, they, they had him on video. And of course, <laughs> the cops didn't find him there. They had to drive around until they just saw him standing on the fuck corner in St. Mark's. It's damn fine police work. Also, this month, pallid man-baby Elon Musk made an offer to buy Twitter, which everyone assumed was just a joke because, well, the man is just a huge joke. I mean, a huge billionaire of a joke, but we didn't think it was actually going to happen and everything was going to be fine. The first week of May brought news that the Supreme Court was going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Wait, what? Say that again? Yeah, a draft opinion from the Supreme Court said the court was going to rule the, the, to overturn abortion, legal abortion in the United States. Can they do that? Turns out they can. Because apparently the last 50 years of women having autonomy over their bodies and a voice in their medical care was more like a... Isn't a law, it's a guideline, and... 
Needless to say, many people were not happy about this. I'm pissed off. I am really pissed off. Massive protest broke out, and the court was like, look, it's just a draft. It's not a ruling, so you girls don't get your panties all in a twist. Why don't you have a glass of wine and watch Bravo or something? And hey, since you're up, could you bring me a beer from the kitchen, babe? Love you, sweetie. The court would, of course, go on to overturn Roe versus Wade just a few months later. Also, the month of May was the first case of monkeypox in America. Monkey cat! No, no, monkeypox. It's a new sexually transmitted disease that primarily affected gay men, which made the shitbacks on the right all happy because now they would have something new to blame gay people for. Not to skip ahead in time, but uh, gay men really turned out in droves, got vaccinated, and the monkeypox pandemic was a nothing burger because... Gay people do not fuck around when it comes to things like this, unlike some dude named Barry with a fucking American flag tank top t-shirt. June saw the country transfixed by the latest trial of the century, the defamation trial versus, of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. How, how did that go? Don't know. Don't care. Some dude tried to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and he failed. Sure is hard to get good help these days. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that one. More from the Supreme Court. They overturned a New York law restricting who can get a license to carry a concealed gun. Take the gun! Take the fucking gun! The conservative majority ruled that everyone gets a gun, like Oprah handed out cars to the studio audience. Amy Comey Barrett just stood out on Fifth Avenue, handed out guns to everybody passing by, especially the kids. The state has, of course, tried to limit the effects, pointing out that we had just had a massive shooting on the subway like two months before, but Justice Alito flashed his nine and said, Fuck him! Try me! So uh, now when I head downtown, I'm strapped like Schwarzenegger and the Predator. Also, this month, Bitcoin began to sink a little and making a lot of crypto dudes nod knowingly and mutter nonsense words because this was all totally normal and certainly not the rug finally being pulled out from under them in a massive Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Hodel, y'all. Hodel. In July, Russia arrested basketball player Brittany Griner for possession of a THC vape which she had a legal prescription for here in the States. The move was certainly about maintaining law and order in Russia, not about using an American citizen as a pawn in a showdown over Ukraine. And we are sure that she will be released any second now. In science news, the James Webb Space Telescope sent back its first images from its orbit out at the the new images shocked the world with their detail, clarity, and the length and girth of the member. Honestly, I usually don't comment on pics like this, but I was impressed, particularly because the star was a white dwarf. In less amazing news, inflation hit a 40-year high of 9.1% in inches. It was almost as big as the images we received from the Webb Space Telescope, but honestly, that could just be a perspective thing. We will continue to hear about inflation until November the 8th of 2022. In August, Nancy Pelosi became the highest-ranking U.S. politicians to visit Taiwan in the last 25 years. Upon arriving on the Fortress Island, Nancy informed him that she was, uh... Just, just looking for the restroom. And in no way should China infer this was a formal visit or a reflection of a change in U.S. policy. Alex Jones, whose shenanigans have long stopped being cheeky and fun and simply become... I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. 
He also left the fuck around stage and stumbled headlong into the finding out stage when a jury in Texas awarded nearly $50 million to the family of Sandy Hook victims for the shit Alex kept saying over and over again about their deaths of being a hoax. A short while later, a jury in Connecticut would say, Here we go. Hey, hold my beer. And hit him for nearly $1 billion. Now, Jones swears he will never pay a dime of the settlement, and then he returned to the truck start parking lot where he was hoping to find a friend who could afford a little good time fun with him. Well, girl's got bills to pay. In late August, the FBI paid a visit to Mar-a-Lago to recover a few boxes of files the president had accidentally hidden in some coat closets, locked desk drawers, Melania's underwear drawer, Baron's stash of old porn magazines, which... Uh, maybe have contained top secret materials related to the nation's nuclear weapons programs and other incidentals. Innocent mistake. In September, Florida governor and guy that looks like he's desperately trying not to shit himself all the time, Ron DeSantis, sent 50 refugees on a... Alex Spence paid trip to where? Martha's Vineyard. That's right, you and your family who've braved crime and death to cross untold miles of Central America fleeing oppression to reach the borders of the United States and legally surrender yourself to the proper authorities will be used as a pawn in a cruel political stunt by a vicious shit weasel of a human being trying to score points on Fox News. You'll be taking a private jet from Houston, Texas, all the way to Martha's Vineyard, the summer home of entitled rich white people from all over the Northeast on the lovely shores of Cape Cod. Once there, you'll be eligible for good jobs and housing and all the benefits of a life in the greatest country in the entire fucking world. Or maybe you won't. We don't care so long as Ron DeSantis gets a block on Trucker Carlson out of the deal. Courtesy of the price is human dignity. To their credit, the entitled rich white people of Mars of the Vineyard turned out in droves to help the folks DeSantis packed off in a probably illegal but certainly a moral stunt. They were quickly settled in housing and helped to find their families and agencies here in the States to get them settled with their, until their immigration hearings. None of this mattered to DeSantis. He got his time slurking, slurping on Tucker's nutsack, and that was all this was about. Additionally, this month, Senator Lindsey Graham, a closeted, self-loathing gay man, introduced a bill to ban all abortions in the United States, which the Republicans just swore would never happen. And after all, if you can't trust Lindsey Graham, who can you trust? I mean, this is a guy who clearly women want making choices about their body. In October, Kanye West. Nope, what? nope not hearing this. Nope. Well, you don't even know what I'm going to say. Don't know. Don't care. But he was going to... What part don't you understand? Just saying... Okay, fine. He'll be back. Elon Musk finally took possession of his $44 billion midlife crisis purchase by walking into the front door of Twitter with a sink. Why did he do that? It really doesn't matter. The point is, the world's richest man at the time now owned a small but influential social media company that a lot of people who think that they're important spend time on trying to other impress other people so that they will think they're important. It is kind of fun. What's his Twitter head? The hell underscore pocket. Oh, wait, never mind. You, you don't care. Why is this important? Oh, for fuck's sake, it isn't. Twitter is a, only a whisper compared to Facebook or TikTok. And the only reason you're hearing about it is that a lot of media people are on Twitter and they don't like it. They don't like this charlatan fuckwick shitting in our private pool. But in the grand scheme of things, Twitter is a pointless ego wank for people who think that they are better than you. And then it is just in my case that I know that I'm not actually better than you, but I, I, I kind of want to be. November brings us to the midterm elections. Now, for the past fucking year, 
we were told how GOP, the GOP was just going to run all up on this bitch and the election was going to be that scene from The Shining when a river of red blood runs through the howls of the Overlook. Be an analyst for a second. Does it feel like a red wave? It feels like a red wave, Brian. You know, your predictions of a red wave are accurate. Somebody made a surfboard, said the red wave is coming. Red wave rising. That red wave that I'm convinced is coming. The reports I'm seeing show a big red wave coming. Sleepy Joe just guaranteed a red wave in Pennsylvania. We think we're going to have a big red wave in Michigan. Wow. Democrats are bracing for the worst case scenario, a red tsunami. We are officially on a red tsunami watch. Sean, we're going to see a red tsunami. Red tsunami grows. And lastly, your prediction for tonight. I think we're going to have a red wave. I think it's going to be maybe bigger than anyone thought. And when the votes were cast, it was barely a pink trickle. Yeah, the GOP took the House by a razor-thin margin, and the Democrats actually gained seats in the Senate, mostly because the GOP ran grifters and idiots. You know, Trump picks. I mean, Herschel Walker alone is the dumbest human being to ever run for political office. And keep in mind that Sarah Palin was in the clip that I just played. In the world of finance, a company called FTX, a darling of the crypto market, became the next domino to fall in the crypto world when it was revealed that all the money people they thought had put in their accounts there had been, uh, you know, they stole it. And some dipshit named Sam just fucking stole all the money and did stuff with it, like donated to politicians and hire Larry David to make commercials about how crypto is bullshit. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. Larry was not wrong. You know, people wanted to sue Larry David for making that commercial when, you know, he literally told you that it was bullshit through the entire commercial. And finally, this month, NASA took us back to the moon. Well, not to the moon. Technically, they took us near the moon and they didn't actually take anyone at all. I mean, there were a couple of dummies on board, no people, but hey! You could learn a lot from a dummy. And at last, we arrive in December, which is still in progress, so you can bet there will be at least one or two more really stupid things that will happen in the weeks we in the week we have left. Brittany Griner was finally freed, traded for a Russian arms dealer and a second round pick in next year's political prisoner draft. Arizona Senator Christian Cinema. I don't like her. I don't fancy her. No one does, which is why she decided she wasn't going to be a Democrat anymore, which was strange because everyone was pointing out pretty constantly that... Uh, You're not a Democrat. In the first place, the Transportation Security Administration extended the deadline for us all to have the so-called real ID to be able to fly for another two years. And that means we can all skip going to the DMV for just a little while longer. And in a shocking move, the January 6th committee referred criminal charges to the Justice Department for insurrection, conspiracy, and fraud for some guy named Donald. Is he going to go to jail? Let's just say I'm not holding my breath on that aspect. Congress also released that same dude's tax returns. And you know what? Guess, you know what we found out? Do you know what we found out? He's a crook. Yeah, and also not particularly rich. I mean, he's richer than I am, but he's nowhere near as rich as he said he was. But again, everyone already knew this. By everyone, I mean the percentage of America with more than two functioning brain cells. And on the day of this recording, inflation fell to 5.5%, and it looks like the economy's doing really great, which means you will be hearing fewer ads for gold in your podcast feeds. And the top story of the day that, uh, that I'm recording this is the weather because it is cold in December, which I have to admit is becoming rather novel 
in the days of climate change. Are we done here? Yeah, I think I think that's the whole year. And that is it for our show this week and for 2022. I mean, obviously, I left out a lot of things I could have, maybe should have talked about. But honestly, did you really want me to fill the script with mass shootings every goddamn month? Because it's really hard to make jokes about things like that. I mean, I already stretched it about as far as I could with the subway shooting, and no one died in that. And you know what? I didn't even get to the big story about Kanye. Don't! Just don't! Fine, I won't then. I, I guess that means you should just rate and review this show wherever you get your podcasts so others who maybe do want to hear that Kanye loves Hitler. Jesus Christ, Dave. Fine. It is up on patreon.com slash what the hell podcast if you got a dollar and do all the things Jeremy tells you to do in the closing credits. Otherwise, when we do our Boxing Day switch, I, as the head of the network, would be forced to come to your house in dressed as a baby New Year. And be honest, no one wants to see me in a diaper. And to close out this week, I am using actual Boxing Day quotes that I found on the internet just for some kind of, you know, closure on the whole idiot idea of Boxing Day. And so for me, Dave, may you have the faith of St. Stephen as you look for ways to care for others this season. Bledsoe, producer, if today was a movie, it would be less goodwill hunting and more goodwill boxing. Happy Boxing Day to you all. None of that makes any sense. Gavin and all the fictional Boxing Day shoppers on the show, we want to say, instead of spending the day after Christmas and PJs relaxing in recovery from all the family time, why not make a structured plan of serving others on Boxing Day? And we'll see you all next year. What the hell were you thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What The Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Oh, I'm glad this is over. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.